When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to your Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. So, um, it's a little late uh, uh, post-holidays to uh, talk about this story, but I do think it's really funny um, and really sort of in the in the center of the Venn diagram of all of our interests. <laughs> um, Candace Cameron Bure, uh, famously DJ Tanner from Full, ha- Full House, uh, is this year's homophobic Grinch. Uh, <laughs> very loudly, uh, I guess in some article, uh, so in some interview somewhere, uh, was talking about how she left, do- she, was, she was very uh, keen on uh, doing Christmas movies at the, for the Hallmark Channel. And in the past year or two, the Hallmark Channel has, you know, veered a little bit more towards um, inclusive Chris- Christmas programming. Right. Um, called mainstream audiences. Yeah, right. Well, right. Yeah. 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 Um, because there was obviously a lot of pushback, especially, you know, post Me Too, I think, where it was like, do other people celebrate Christmas besides white men and women? Um, and so anyway, so she left the Hallmark Channel uh, for a new network called Great American Family, uh, GAF. Which, which uh, I'm I'm already I'm obsessed with because I'm like, I've never I've never even seen yeah. GAF. Yeah. Well, of course, so who, who has? But the guy, the former Hallmark CEO, sorry, the former CEO of the Hallmark Channel um, is named Bill Abbott. And he left Hallmark for GAF um, because he is very clearly just wants to, you know, have conservative programming. And, you know, in talking about how the Hallmark Channel moved towards having inclusive uh, queer couples on in, in their movies, he said, it's certainly the year 2022. So we're aware of the trends. There's no whiteboard that says yes, this or no, we'll never go here. Um, but, you know, uh, without being without having to say <laughs> it, he basically said that he doesn't want to but, but uh, that said, queer, gay yeah. sex is icky, and that yeah, was and so take home. Yeah, well, just so, so we she, know, Hallmark she, wasn't just doing queer, like wasn't just adding in queer couples. It was also people of color. It was different. I think people. there was a couple of Jewish things. There was Jewish things. I mean, yeah. they were just trying to be more inclusive of all types of people, not just queer. Yes, but Candace Cameron Bray didn't like that, um, and so she she made a pretty loud statement in leaving. Uh, I don't know if she, it was intentionally this loud, but you know it she gave an interview. It was, a, it was a pretty casual interview. I will say that uh-huh. it was not like her making a statement against gay people. It was very wait, much. I, right. I keep. Passing. I keep. Wait, real quick. I keep well, laughing thinking about the Hallmark Channel making a Jewish <laughs> movie, and I literally just pictured. <laughs> A Jewish Christmas was like literally the title that I envisioned. Hey, Elliot, we should write that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually been something I've thought about truly um, as an idea. Yeah, let's do that. But anyway, uh, sorry, Elliot, I, I didn't. No, know no. She, um, she, Candace Cameron Bure said, "My heart wants to tell 
My heart wants to tell stories that have more meaning and purpose and depth behind them. I know that the people behind Great American Family were Christians that loved the Lord and wanted to promote faith programming and good family <laughs> entertainment. Um, and she also said uh, that she was happy to follow um, Bill Abbott, the, the CEO, to GAF because they promised to, quote, keep traditional marriage at the core. Um, of course, there was a huge uproar immediately because it was just, you know, the most uh, uh, archaic, you know, val archaic uh, uh, sentiment she could possibly, you know, have around Christmas. It's fucking hilarious. So the Internet immediately clapped back um, and people went nuts about it. Um, she responded. Yeah, she responded, uh, of course, giving a, a you know, a non apology, apology, blaming Even if us. you hate me. I love you. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, she said, given our toxic climate right in our culture right now, I shouldn't be surprised if you know me, you know that I'm a person who loves fiercely and indiscriminately. But I guess just against couples who are uh, so, same sex and want to celebrate Christmas on in a movie. I, I do. I do actually want to say this, though. It. it when 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 conservatives talk about the liberal media like i do get what they're saying like every single tv station <clears throat> is essentially run out of you know mega liberal los angeles and it's true there's almost no networks that haven't sort of been you know co-opted with with the gay agenda i think rightfully so but that said is it like Maybe it is acceptable that there are one or two avenues for just really conservative people that <clears throat> we're not going to change their mind because they watch some Hallmark Channel movie with some gay character <clears throat> that like they don't want to watch that shit. And, you know, I think 90 percent of the country doesn't give a fuck or whatever, but that 10 percent wants gaff yeah. so they can watch their <laughs> Christmas movies. And like, I don't know, like, I guess there's a part of me that's like. Why? Why do we keep fighting these battles? It's the you know? it's the piety around it. It's the yeah. way. It's the the way the attitude that comes with it. And she spe she specifically voices that attitude where it's I love everybody. I yeah. love fiercely yeah. and indiscriminately. But you know, I need to. I hope. I hope there's traditional marriage kept at the court. Where it's like you can't have it both ways. Oh, and so if she didn't, God, sorry. No, I said what's so. That's what's so annoying. Yeah, absurd about it is. You're right, Brent. I, I agree with that. There is a world in which, you know, a, a film about a quote unquote traditional family, which there are plenty of them on Hallmark. There are the majority yeah, right. of them of course, are that. And of they course. could just pass as Christian films and you wouldn't even know it necessarily. That's what it is. But there also can be a queer story, a story of a black family, a story of a Jewish family. There can be lots of different stories on a network and can appeal to every single type of person. But because people like Candace Cameron Bure, they, you're the piety of them. They need to call out the absurdity of changing <laughs> sort of the narrative of Christmas. And she could not even be on a channel that has a Jewish story, my God, or a queer story, my God. Like she wouldn't even exist in that. And the vast majority of Americans, you know this, are fine with seeing it on a channel. Okay, well, that one's about the the queer family i'm probably gonna cook while that's yeah. on. i'm not gonna sit yeah, down yeah. and watch I'll, it but I'll i might watch that one out right but, and 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 yes that speaks to other problems in society but that's also their prerogative that is mm. their prerogative but they're not not watching the channel because there's a queer story and that's that's the fundamental thing that makes her and this other dude that left the network such an anomaly yeah, that's that, 
the specific point of this network and and the way she speaks and the way that Bill Abbott speaks is that it's specifically exclusive. Yeah, <laughs> they are going out of their way to be exclusive and saying so while also saying, you know, they're pious or they're they're that 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 uh you know people are overreacting and so I get both I get both sides of it but when the crux of the argument is that. <laughs> They want to have their own space where things don't change and sort of in in a in a way that is um arrogant, you know. Yeah. Then it's I think it's still problematic. Um and I understand, you know, I, I get the idea of of not needing to quote unquote bend to the agenda, but it's like they're tr- she's trying to make a specific point. And yeah. it's like it's, it's also so it's also so farcical that like <clears throat> it's like she she won't even appear on a network like presumably yeah, yeah. like she wasn't being asked to play a lesbian in in, in a <laughs> right, role right yeah. she's, she's saying i won't even <laughs> appear on the network that yeah. has any gay person on it's it it's so insane because i'm christian the funny uh the funny thing is that um jo- jojo siwa the oh yeah like, yeah yeah com- uh, comedian the the I don't know what she is. Child like, star. So she's a child she's dancer. Like a yeah. Child dancer. Well, now she's a full fledged adult. She is. Yeah. Right. She's an adult, but she's openly gay. And she, um, I think on TikTok or something, basically somebody, she was asked who was the meanest celebrity in Hollywood. And this was, I think, a few months ago. Yeah. And she said, <laughs> Candace, Candace really? Gray, Bray, Bray was the meanest celebrity she's ever met, which I thought was so is, funny was and so bold. She said that because it was such a weird moment where it's, it was a trend on TikTok where you like very quickly show your your phone and it, it reveals something or whatever. And that's what she revealed. And it was because Candace Cameron Bure at, at like a premiere or something like turned her back on her, like wouldn't like take a picture with her or something ridiculous. And oh. they made up like they had a whole thing of making up. And then now Jojo, after this statement, said something like Jojo like, said that's what's fucked up. You not liking gay marriage, do your thing, girl. You being religious, do your thing, girl. Of course, I would want everybody to do what they want to do, but to purposely exclude someone because of who they love, that's shitty. Honestly, JoJo C was right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> JoJo C was right. But I, I love the like C list feud between jojo siwa and candace cameron (laughs) beret i love that it happened and that it was a you know one of these periphery like who 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 uh fights and feuds that i guess found you know it's 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 uh that found a conclusion and then just reared its ugly head again because candace cameron beret was like i'm you know i love everybody but i only want to network but the devil hates you Not even joking. We are here today with a, a new friend of mine, but who who has come to the show. So you know, if they come to the shows, they're a good friend. Mm-hmm. Welcome, Derek Viveras. Hello. Derek. Hello. Thanks for Hi, having Derek. me. Of course. Thanks for doing our podcast. Of course. So I should give a background. So Derek, I don't know how you, because I think you found me. I, well, I that's did usually, find you. That's usually yeah. how it works. People I, find me. I think no, they call it sliding into the DMs nowadays. <laughs> yes, right. I think that's yes. what it was. You slid into the DMs because you were um, taken 
by the beauty that is Sadie Pines <laughs> and not the beast that stands before you. Oh, 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 oh. oh. over the line. Oh. But then oh. I did one of you. So you have this fantastic podcast, fictional podcast called Mother's Cream's Diaries, where it's just, I mean, explain it. Tell us what it is because it's, I, I love how weird it is. Um, okay. So without getting too like crazy into it, it's a mix of, well, get into uh, it. We're on a podcast. Get into yeah, right, it. Right. Well, I'll give you like the breakdown. <laughs> 90s softcore porn and the Twilight Zone, but with drag queens. Yeah. Okay. I mean, how okay. great is like, that? The like, overall... it's like Red Shoe Diaries, right? Like Red Shoe Diaries type softcore, like David Duchovny reading so a book. It, so you like write an episode? It, it, is, it is scripted. It's scripted, yeah. And it all takes oh, wow. place um, at, a, at a radio show. So the girls, the drag queens call in and every week it's a different drag queen and a different story. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, and I've I've recorded one for yes. I know oh, I did one, and then we also did a scripted one as well, right? Like in the studio. You well, my Instagram has just me reaching out to random um, drag queens just to kind of like keep the Instagram going, and they're giving like small little um, radio dedications, mm -hmm. but it's not actual episodes. So yeah. you actually did well. Yeah, you did both. You did that, and you did an actual full episode. Yeah, a twenty minute episode. And explain the full episodes because they're. Like it was, I had no idea what to expect walking into it. And I literally, Wait, did you, did I literally, you not read the script? No, I did. I did. But I had no idea what to expect from like the recording. Cause you know how, when you do these things, you walk into a strange place in Hollywood and you're like, okay, this might go weird. Or this might be a story yeah. for like 48 yeah. hours or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, you never yeah, know. Yeah. Um, so explain what it is. Explain the long form one. So basically, um, like I said, it's a radio station. So you call in and you basically there's a topic of the night. So Shania, our radio host, who kind of has the vibes of like Delilah. Delilah. Oh, I know. Okay, Delilah. yes, we have a Delilah yeah. fan. Yes. Yeah. She has those All vibes. Voices of Delilah. Jerry, this one goes Yeah, out. that's like the most excited Elliot's been in like weeks. He, he was like <laughs> I actually forgot he was still here. Uh, he is he's a Howard Stern fan and a before Delilah we, fan. Before we, we go. got on to record, people listening, before we got on to record, Elliot was playing with the Zoom backgrounds. He just yeah. discovered their Zoom backgrounds three yeah. years into the pandemic. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I woke him go. up with Delilah. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, sorry. Go on, Derek. Go on, Derek. Go go ahead. Um, so, yeah, so Delilah. So we call in Shania uh, and we start talking about, you know, whatever the topic is of the night. And then you go, you dive into the story. Um, so it's not all like the phone call. We actually um, have you perform uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to perform it basically. And I got to perform, I won't say with who, but I got to perform a sexual act with a being that is not of this earth, but <laughs> oh, okay. might be of other areas i don't know yes. we'll pleasure, to to find out. come on yes come and on. i think yes. i think i did pretty i did a good meg meg ryan orgasm moment didn't i <laughs> i think you did great yeah i'm actually like literally like probably 10 percent left for editing your episode and it's um, hilarious is it hilarious. turning you on as you listen that's what i want to know Are you <laughs> yeah, Alan, i'm a professional so whenever it does start turning me on i give it to the editor and then you know <laughs> can we alan can we hear your orgasm yes, sure please can, please can you replicate it I have to remember what I did. I don't even remember now. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh it's not a laughing. Giggling. I like a giggle because I think when you orgasm, I think it's, it's so hilarious. Funny. Isn't it funny? The face it's so made. funny. I, it's so. Funny. I love. I love the whenever like occasionally you'll see in like a porn. It's generally sort of an old school porn star. Yeah, they have what I sort of dub like the angry orgasm. Mm. Oh yeah, they sound furious. Is, you know, they're they're like. 
Yeah. And and like just kind of making the face and everything. And you're just like, come on, man. I hate the guys in porn, even porn now, where they're like, I'm going to come. Yeah. I'm going to come. And it's like, are you angry with me? I'm not at the DMV. Stop yelling. I know, right, right. Let me ask you a question, Derek, about how... If if there is any way, how do you differentiate the voice of a drag queen in an audio podcast from a non-drag a dude, queen? A dude. Let's Good just... question. Good question. Um, so someone else brought that to our attention. I mean, at the end of the day, I make it known, like when you read the description of the podcast, that that's what it is. You know, in parentheses, drag women slash drag queen callers call in. Um, the beginning of the episode, we let them know, like, you know, the star of this episode is, you know, Sadie Pines, for example. Oh, okay. And then you hear Sadie's voice. So you're, you know, Shania is talking to them like they're, you know, the character. So it kind of, yeah, you know, hearing about, you'd have to hear an episode to really like get the gist. But I think we did a good job of like Ooh. dotting yeah. our eyes and, you know. Have you, have you ever written sort of a loose storyline um, for a drag queen who objected to, to what it was? Oh, yeah. Has you know been, what? That's a good mm-hmm. question. No. Um, wait, yes, actually. Mm-hmm. Episode one. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, Sherry Vine had like an had like an opinion about something. It wasn't anything like crazy. She just had an opinion and then we kind of chatted about it and fixed it. Mm-hmm. She said, How but, um, dare I feel you. like you and I had that too. I feel like I had some suggestions in there for like what you- I do. <laughs> I've definitely you had a lot of suggestions. He just, yeah. Derek just like, scoffed. So it's yeah, yeah like we heard a scoff. Was I was probably difficult. annoying. I was probably <laughs> annoying. I was like, God damn it. Just it's say fine. the lines. I mean, you're working in drag queens. You're going to get opinions. Yeah. Where did you get the idea for this show? I mean, it's so, I mean, it's so niche and it's so distinct and unique and such an interesting idea, you know, uh, and, and it's always interesting to find podcasts like this that are, specific to the medium that really take advantage of it in that way like it's it's self-referential it's about a call-in show like how did you come up with this originally it was supposed to well oh wait okay so back in the day i was a low-key drag queen i studied at second city really quickly and in in chicago by myself no here in hollywood oh i did in chicago okay Oh, okay. She's she's uh yeah, <laughs> trying I know. to it's still, me. still high maintenance. I thought we were maybe there at the same Chicago. time. Chicago. No. Yeah. Here in Hollywood. And um I just found myself always wanting to pl- perform as a woman. Fast forward, I was like I really want to get into with the actual drag performers. Um and then the way the calling show came into play, um I mean, I just grew up listening to that as a kid and then kind of the, the call-in shows, you mean? The Colin shows, yeah. Right. I would the Diane Reams, the Howard Stearns. Yeah. No, the love, love line. <laughs> Not those. Mine was Light 105. It was oh. Mass- the Massachusetts area, and it was called Light 105. And it was Colin Radio Show. Mm-hmm. And um, um, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, yeah, how I got the idea. Mm-hmm. And I just tried to find a way to get as many drag queens in the episodes as possible and then we figured out like let's do individual calls mm-hmm. for per episode so uh, that's amazing let me ask you a question so you said you were sense. sort of like a closet yes it absolutely makes sense you were like a closet or, or sort of a low-key drag performer what kept you from continuing and what was oh your my god name? i had your name uh charlotte connors okay 
she had a name and everything um i just was i i was playing i was experimenting and i was just finding out who like i moved here as a straight actor so i mm. i was just fucked up i just had so much i needed to get off my chest and yeah. try out and just you know experience so yeah. after i you know was studying at second city i realized I'm not the performer. I'm more of like the produce, more of like the creator. Mm -hmm. sure. I like to create these worlds and I want to get the talent to yeah. help me facilitate. Go ahead. Oh, Ever. sorry, Alan, Alan, go ahead. No, I said that's such an important thing. I think for, I think we've all had this too, where like there's that moment in sort of our careers where you're doing something, you're exploring sort of like your craft, you're exploring what you do. Like I remember with Second City even, or with um, in New York and improv, doing improv and stuff. I realized very quickly, like, it's not for me. I'm not an right. actor. Like I'm a comic. Like I'm a comedian. That's and I like being solo and I like sort of doing my own thing and 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 writing and like that kind of thing. And I feel like finding discovering that about yourselves like is the most pivotal thing you can do as an artist. It's like recognizing Absolutely. like where your lane is, if you will. Absolutely. But also you have to taste and try a bunch of yeah, things. You like do. really you can't just do one thing and be like, yeah, I like, it's like, you don't even fucking know. You've totally. never tasted that. You know what I, I mean? I think that's like, what makes it now. I mean, now, you know, the, I think among all of us, we've sort of planted our flag, so to speak. But I do feel like if you're younger at this, if you're younger and you're in the performing arts or the creative field, the fact that you have so many different mediums to try almost, is yeah. almost uh, um, overwhelming. You know, the yeah. idea of trying to conquer TikTok and YouTube, but also yeah. a podcast format. Like, I think yeah. it's a matter of, you know, really finding your niche and trying to pop off, if you will. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Wait, Don't so I sound like Delilah? <laughs> Derek, Derek, you said you moved here as a straight actor. So yes, you mean quite literally, like were you, you were straight until like sort of recently? Until uh, I'm 40 now, until I moved here at 23 and then I didn't suck my first dick until 27. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. Four years in, like I was never, like, all never right, even I like got... fooled around before 27. Wow. I, I mean, I like I made out with a like a, a gay friend mm -hmm. at the Abbey. That doesn't count. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Count. Everyone. Yeah. Does. I love how I was at the Abbey too, out of all fucking yeah. places. Uh, I mean, yeah. literally, literally the worst. What was that like though? I mean, coming out. I mean, for, I guess, in our generation, 27 is, I guess, kind of late, even though there's never a late time to come out. It's always good. But what was that like? Sort of, you were already an, officially like an adult. You had adult friends. You were living an adult life. Like, and then to come out to everybody as an adult, I think would be, uh, I don't know, uncomfortable, maybe. I don't know. What was it like? Yeah. It was a little bit of that. But like, I just remember just being like weirdly excited. It was like this hmm. weird like turning point as well, where, I was afraid, but it was more like just that like excited anxiousness. It was like, yeah. dude, let's do this. Like it's, and then looking back at all the red flags, it's like, girl, why did it fucking take you so long? So yeah, I think yeah. it was just all that. I like, you know, subconsciously knew like this is the time. So like, yeah, it's not ideal to go tell everybody. Yeah, I dated girls, you know, till now. And, you know, now I'm going to start, you know, dating guys. But yeah. Was it, there any specific catalyst that drove you to? Was it, come out? it was that dick. it was the dick i swear yeah. to fucking god it was the dick i <laughs> i uh and it was actually like i said i was an actor and i did a short film with a guy and they flew us and then they flew us we drove to orange county to do the film and then after shooting it was a two-day shoot they were like we're gonna put you guys in the hotel they're like but it only has one bed oh my and god me and the guy were like yeah the guy was like the That's guy was gay a so after a rule 
(laughs) (laughs) So the guy was gay. I was straight. To make a long story short, we ended up in the bed. And then, yeah, it was just. That's very White Lotus of you. It is. Wow. Feels like meant to be. It was meant to be. Well, the other yep. things that you do, Derek, that I, I find so fun is like one of the things I saw, I watched some of your films that in some of the short films that you did uh, or that you've done over the years. And I what I love about them is they're so they kind of have that sort of like grungy, softcore, porny vibe that you were talking about before. But very John Waters, very absurd, very silly, very queer. Like what what is it like? Make I can't even imagine making a short film like that just seems like a daunting task to me, doesn't it? Well, I did a bunch you of You made sketch. one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't make the movie. I was just in the movie. No, no, Wait, yeah, you, no, no. What's the daunting Sorry. part? Like doing the crass stuff or just a f- making a short in general? Just making a movie in general where your film like, is, yeah. you're the creative, you're everything. Like, you know, where you're no. the director, writer. Like, that feels like a lot. It is if it's your first one. But the, with the advent of like Instagram and all that, I was doing like a bunch of like random sketches prior. Mm. So this was like my sort of like, oh, let me try my hand at like actually directing a short film. And so actually it was so easy. And I just like, yeah, painted my bedroom, brought in a bunch of friends and it was like the best experience ever. Uh, what other podcasts uh, do you listen to or that or inspired um, mothers? Mother's Cream Diaries. Mother's Cream Diaries. Cream Diaries. Cream. Cream. Like but, the actual concept or the reason I wanted to like make drag content? Oh, just just out of curiosity, if there are podcasts that you love that may or may not have actually inspired the the um, the podcast of your own. No. <laughs> Wait. So this wasn't originally supposed to be a podcast. It was supposed to be a series. Well, it is. Uh-huh. It's going to be a series. But um, yeah. it's it was supposed to be a series. We couldn't afford, obviously, to make it into a series. And then someone was like, "Why don't you make a podcast?" And I was like, "A podcast? What?" And then I started researching these scripted fictional yeah. podcasts, and I didn't realize that this was like a big fucking. It's thing. a world, yeah. It's a, whole it's a world. fucking, and it, they're a mate. You're literally yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, the interest. The interesting thing about some of the other scripted podcasts that I've heard, not including yours in this, is that they're literally performed as if children are listening. It's so big. It's so animated. It'll be like, oh, hello, you know, and it's, it's, it's so not casual. And so yeah. I would imagine anything that isn't that would be an instantaneous breath of fresh air. That is hilarious. Um, have you guys listened to Dirty Diana? Yeah. It's a what do you that I, that's actually i listened to that to get um inspiration on how to edit my podcast oh interesting. Uh, that oh. didn't necessarily like you know well it's very similar to like figuring out score for a film or like yeah. figuring out sort of the editing process of how you want to lay out a sketch or a scene i mean it's it essentially is that i mean even with i've never done i've never written a scripted one but for the audible uh series that i did on the true crime story of robert Wan. Uh, there was there are bits where like we had to have actors come in and read lines and in in working with them it was finding that sort of balance of like you want it to sound real but you also want the listener to know that this is an actor reading these lines and that's a very hard line to uh to draw you know that the the brevity of it you know is is really a it's a difficult tone to to hit it's foreign to us now but the ironic thing is it's sort of how 
the medium stuff got started, started. Yeah. yeah but it's radio right. plays yeah it's kind of yeah. wild it's very awesome and then it's sort of i feel like it it was like radio plays and then a prairie home companion for 150 years oh and then podcasts <laughs> That's so true. That's it went from like Orson Welles, like War of the World, Garrison like, Keeler to Garrison Keeler. That's it. By oh. the way, speaking of radio plays, I did that when I was in like first grade. What? I went to downtown Ann Arbor where they had like a bunch of kids were reading this this play or something for the radio. And anyone who showed up basically got a part. Peak Ann Arbor. Had, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I only ended up getting three words, and to this oh. day, I still remember "jump and dance." That's what. I, that's all I had to say. I was like ushered to the mic right in time, and oh. jump and dance, and then whisked away. Uh, oh, that's funny. That's so funny. Um, so wait, I wanted to also talk to you, Derek, about uh the Twenty Four Hours of Love, the Vanjie dating show that you were on, and you went pretty far oh. on it, right? I don't know what that is. What do you Come mean? On. Is that? No, I'm playing. Come <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. For a I, second, I was like, oh no. I was like, <laughs> Come no. on. Oh, well, for no. a moment, Alan I was like, hates having to edit. I know. This. <laughs> yeah, I do hate having to edit shit out. So yeah. we should explain, yeah, talk, explain what the show is. Yeah. Oh, good. Uh, so the show is a bachelor or bachelorette for a uh, pretty much a drag queen. Yeah. For Vanjie. For right. Vanjie, yeah. In this case, it was Vanjie uh, or Jose. Um, and, uh, yeah, there was 18 suitors. Oh. Uh, the only thing is there was uh 24 hours. So each hour, one of us got kicked off. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Then, so it was all shot within a day. It was fucking shot within it. It was like a day That's and a half. Insane. Wait, so how, I mean, cause it's over now. So like when there's no spoilers or anything, how far no. did you get? Like, what was it like? Give us all of it. Uh, I was the, th uh, third. So Ooh, you went, yeah, top there. three. Top three. Really I good. honestly thought I was gonna win, but yeah, um, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, um, I don't have a lot of gay friends, so just to have a bunch of guys in one like McMansion, you know, drinking, <laughs> hanging out by the pool. Yeah, it was that's amazing. how you meet them. Yeah. That's how you meet them <laughs> in it one was... big mansion. <laughs> it was fun. So I, I made a lot of cool friends out of that. Yeah. Why now? Why don't you have a lot of gay friends? Because you are preaching to the choir. I barely even like Elliot and Alan. But uh, <laughs> did you come out later in life? No. Nope. Uh, no, actually, I did. he's I did. always <laughs> just been alone. <laughs> when oh, did you? Oh, <laughs> you. Oh, you. When did you suck your first dick? I'll be the judge. Uh, no, I'm, I, I'm uh, playing. No. Um, I, I think ninth, I almost said ninth grade, nineteen. But <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead, Derek. Um, I don't know. I think I um. <clears throat> Um, I guess the whole like even though guys are gay they're still kind of like they're guys and jockey mm -hmm. and growing mm -hmm. up I just didn't feel comfortable being around men yeah, yeah. I was just gravitated towards women mm -hmm. and to this day I just feel like yeah I have more women friends well, than that's that's why this podcast friends. is called you're making it worse because yeah. we complain a lot about um these sort of aggro alpha gay energy that often goes, gay energy yeah that yeah. often goes unchecked um and not necessarily super it doesn't necessarily mean it's a masculine energy but it's an often it's a it's a the energy that you're talking about that sort of gets uh swept under the rug and yeah. it's important to you know recognize that like that's not the energy that everybody wants to yeah 
you know, inco- yeah. uh, well, encounter. Also, it also is important to like seek out and have, I mean, one of the reasons why own, I, yeah. I even responded to what you do, Derek, is because it is so like niche and Subversive. different on waters esque and like it's queer, yeah. but it's also like not shaming of you're like you're not even like trying to have one type of drag queen on there which so many excuse me but so many faggots out there only want oh <laughs> you one particular type of drag what did you queen, call me one particular uh, type of drag queen on things meaning they have to be skinny they have to be young and they have to be oh white. my god no and yeah, uh, i i think that we need more of that in the community more queer people to sort of just like be appreciative of all and just like be weird and sexual and stupid and dumb with like yeah. exactly. all different types of people you know yeah. Hey Derek, you've got three new friends here today. Oh, <laughs> thanks, guys. Circle. Well, Derek, where can people find you on the interwebs and like watch or listen to the show and all the things? Uh, the huge Instagram, first and last name. Um, I do have a cute little OnlyFans account just for like um content that I put out. Like for your maybe content where your legs are spread? I mean, what kind of content are we talking here? Is this like an Elliot Glazer OnlyFans? No, it's for like your short films and stuff, what? right? I love yeah, always yeah. say shit and I never like actually like say the right thing. It's yeah. like content, like um, what like I'll talk about what I'm working on in terms of like that's the great. podcast or a short film. It's for my, yeah, I guess content isn't the right word. That's a, no, but... that's a cool, that's a really yeah, like no, innovative way to use OnlyFans. Truly, yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Really interesting. Oh. Well, thank you, Derek, yeah. so much. Thanks for Thanks, having Derek. me, guys. And another thing. Oh, here we. <laughs> how do you, How do you guys I, feel? I love I love watching your like your like your sly little <laughs> smile before you ask our and another thing question. That you're. It's always you know such an adorably kind of you know <laughs> simple question. Yeah. Uh, I, anyway, go ahead, Elliot. Do it. Do your thing. Yeah. Do you enjoy holiday shopping? <laughs> uh, yes. The answer. So I, I forget. I think I've probably talked about this before on the podcast, but I keep a list all year round of things mm-hmm. to get people uh, based off of stuff they talk about in conversation. And so usually it's not that hard for me. I have like lots of things to choose from. So. It's just kind of fun. I go through my list. I see which gifts I'm most excited to get for the people I know. And then that's that. That is so indicative of your personality in that like you that's so like sweet and well-meaning. And then on the other hand, you'll text me about like a sexual encounter that I mentioned years ago (laughs) or something that happened that was super embarrassing with a, like a gastrointestinal issue that I've completely forgotten, but <laughs> sits in the recesses of your brain. Here we go. This is we're pulling back the curtain on our friendship here. <laughs> Elliot, you know, God love him with all my heart and soul. Same, same with Alan, of course. Uh, Elliot forgets a lot of things. And yeah. I remember a lot of things, especially things that happened to him. I feel I don't remember. And so them. I will literally be like, remember that time you shit your pants somewhere or whatever, you know? And he'll be like, no, I'm like, yeah, remember this and this and that happened. He goes, oh my God, I forgot. And I I, totally then I actually feel kind of bad. <laughs> I always forget uh, all of these things. Yeah. And then, I'm yeah, glad somebody's I, keeping some reason, track. I have a, I have a photographic memory of all of like, the bad the most embarrassing had in your life. <laughs> yeah excruciating yeah. um what about you alan do you love yes, holiday shopping i love it but i will say the other day i went holiday shopping like did some holiday shopping at the americana and i got a flat tire 
Oh, oh no. no! I know it's. Well, I guess if we're gonna get a flat annoying. tire somewhere, did you change it? Wait, did you no, change I, it yourself? I, no, I could not do that myself at all. I had to, like, I didn't hear it at the. I well, I heard it the clinking at the Grove or not the Grove, the Americana. And as I got home, I listened to it and I heard the air coming out of it. And I got like a screw or like some screw or something in it. Uh... And I had no idea what to do. I waited till the next morning because it was too late. And I took it and right around the corner, these like, cause there's nothing that makes me feel more like a faggot than dealing with a car and like dealing yeah. with like, mechanics yeah. and all of that. And I went to the tire place and I was like in a panic being like, I don't know what to do. And I didn't want to spend a lot of money on this and all of these things. They totally did it for free. Like everything was free. Oh, wow. Patched it up for free and they were like, have a good day. And I was like, you too. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, that's a Christmas miracle. A holiday right miracle, there. Brent. Even though you're Jewish. <laughs> wow, that's actually really sweet. I was going to say, if you live around the corner from a tire store, Alan, there's nothing to be anxious about. They'll just do it. I know. You have to give them money. Sad. And it's like, it turns sad. out they just did. That's yeah. really, really sweet. You know what? I'm going to go to that tire store. I'm going to go to that tire store tomorrow. I'm going to kiss each of those men right on the lips. <laughs> Uh, all right, Ellie, what about you? Do you like holiday shopping? I do. Yeah, I do. I, I I mean, there's part of it that's masochistic when it's like, who am I getting gifts for? You know, this is like, I, I wish I had like an enormous family that I had yeah. to buy. I had a huge list of people to buy things for. And maybe yeah. I'll, you know, create that one day on my own. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime, it's like, I don't know, being from a small, a smaller family can be a little bit more depressing um as is my outlook but uh i do love the the spirit of cr like christmas in the mall well, you what, know? well what if you what if you even though you're from a small family what if you just got your parents and your sister and brother-in-law and rose lots of presents yeah that's like, a good... couldn't you just do i mean why don't you just get them two presents each or something that's yeah, a that's lot a good of idea. Yeah. shopping yeah how we don't this? Do... actually how about this i i can help send me venmo me a thousand dollars and i will get you at least one present that you can give rose yeah yeah uh your your niece <laughs> and and then and then i'll you know and then if you want if you like that gift send me some more money and, and i'll but get how you much, more I'll how much you do you shop. think you'll spend on that one gift though oh i have i have no idea <laughs> Elliot. i have no idea i just but i don't i you know obviously because i'm doing this as a favor right, you, right. i don't want to like you know, spend all of my money. So yeah, you want me to take a commission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> Small send commission. Me a thousand bucks, <laughs> and then I'll I'll send her something. There was a, a cute little maybe sticker. like a hair clip. Yeah, like a hair clip or a sticker. A barrette. <laughs> Brent finds one in Skid Row. Puts it in an envelope. <laughs> What would, what would your, your aunt, aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's podcast? Okay, just just curious. On Direct TV, what is Gaff's TV station <laughs> number? <laughs> I was gonna say my aunt Joanne would say, I'm sorry, but what the fuck is a Jojo Siwa? <laughs> <laughs> uh how about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say I hate that I have to say happy holidays because I put the ho, ho, ho in Christmas. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love Anna. Anne. I think it's just a fun, fun little reminder before we go that our friend Michelle Collins, who has been on the show before, was on The View for one season uh, with Candace Cameron Bure, who we talked about earlier, um, oh, and right. that she greeted her the first day by saying she wore a Candace Cameron Bure to <laughs> yeah. a completely 
a completely stone-faced Candace Cameron Bure who apparently did not enjoy the joke. Oh, my <laughs> God. So well, she sounds like think, a, ball, a lot of we, fun. We think Michelle Collins is the funniest human being on the planet. True. So I go True. out of my way to watch everything she does. So. But that should tell you everything about Candace Cameron <laughs> exactly. Bure, too. I, I think that per- perfectly summarizes CCB. Yeah. I thought, by the way, I thought it was Candace Cameron Boer. Yeah, I don't want to say her name anymore, honestly. <laughs> I'm well, done. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. We love you so very, very much. We thank you so much. <laughs> People are not going to know what that's from. No, this we thank you for listening. We thank you for listening. We thank you for listening to our podcast. Good tidings to you. Wherever you are. I'm cutting it off. Oh, uh.